Well, today we are continuing our series on the Savior's heart for us. So last week we started this. Uh, Alex came in and he taught you guys. My name is Alex, too. There's another Alex who teaches in here. Um, We're looking at talking to somebody else to teach in here. His name is also Alex, for what that's worth. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, right, right. Yes, that's right. Um, So anyway, he talked, uh, we were in John chapter 13, and he talked about the Savior's heart for us. And he talked about how Jesus humbled himself. So he, God, humbled himself and became our servant. He served us. And so that was his point last week. Uh, This week, the question that we're asking is this, where could Jesus be leading me? Okay, so has anyone ever led something before? It doesn't have to be something big, but have you ever led something before? Okay, Maddie, what did you lead? I don't remember, but I remember I led something. You led some. Oh, you know that you've led something, Lydia. Have you? You okay? You were on the worship team. Okay, so what was that like? Like, what was your role on the worship team? What did you have to do? Okay, that's important. Okay, so who do you show the motions? Very, very good. Okay, so Lydia is a leader uh, because at Vacation Bible School, she was up on stage, and she was uh, leading people in the motions to the songs, right? Okay, so she is trying to influence people uh, to do what Lydia wants them to do. It's not really what Lydia wants them to do. It's what everybody wants the kids to do, right, is to do the motions, but Lydia is the one showing them the way, so she's influencing people to do this. Okay, anybody else ever led anything before? Caleb? Okay, you, yes, you helped lead a group in, what, second grade? Is that right? Yeah, so Caleb helped lead a group in second grade. He has this group of uh, second grade kids who are uh, all there together, and him and was it Mr. Dietmar was... Do you guys work together? Yeah, Dietmar. So him and Dietmar worked together to lead this group of kids throughout the week of VBS. And what they were doing, they're trying to get them to listen, to pay attention to the lesson. But not only that, they're they're trying to ask them questions and get them to learn more about Jesus, right? So they're they're influencing this group of kids to, to try to get them to understand who Jesus is. So every leader has an idea of where they want to take people. They have this uh, thing in their head. They, they, they have this plan that they want to do something. They have a place that they're taking people to. So for Lydia, it was like the, the thing that I need to get you to do is I need to get you to learn the motions. The place that I'm taking you to is learning the motions to the songs. That's where we're going. And with Caleb, uh, the place that he was taking his group to was hearing more about Jesus, paying attention to the teachers, respecting each other, all of this good stuff that's really, really important. Okay. So every leader has a vision for where they're taking people. So uh, my vision for the five, six, this is an example. This is what I want for everybody who comes in here. So I want everybody in here to feel like they can fully participate in the life of the church by the time that you get done here, that uh, that we could help you find a place to serve by the time you get done here that you really love, that we could help you um, be able to just go into worship, that you could uh, just worship freely uh, with the rest of the congregation, uh, that, that we find a community to get you plugged into, all of these things um, that Village Church really values. My vision for this is that you would be like 
you would be like almost fully functioning members of the church by the time we finish in the five, six. So that's kind of like my vision, the elders vision for village church. So the elders are like our leaders. Um, the elders vision for village church is that we would, uh, one thing that we're working on right now is that we would make more village churches. Like we want to plant more churches around this area of people who are like worshiping Jesus together, telling other people about Jesus. So this is why we planted village church East, these sorts of things. And this is like these leaders have vision for the people. And most of the people at Village Church know that this is where they're going. So everybody who's in there worshiping, they're aware of this vision, this plan to make more village churches. And so for Christians, Jesus is our leader. And a very natural question that we want to ask or that we might ask is where could Jesus be leading us? Where is he leading us? So could you open your Bibles up to John chapter 14? And I can get a couple of Bibles for these guys, if that would be helpful. Fourteen, John fourteen. No problem. John chapter fourteen. Who's there? Anybody there yet? Oh, Lydia's there. She got it. Good job, girl. close. John chapter 14. It's like the last third of your Bible, if you could find it. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So it comes after Luke, and then you'll be able to find it there. Okay, so John 14. Uh, so last week we read John 13 and went through that, and uh, we learned that Jesus is a leader who serves us and wants to uh, wants us to serve each other. Um, this week, though, the question that uh, we're asking and the thing that we're going to figure out is where are we even going? So if Jesus is our leader, where in the world is he taking us? What is the point? So it's important to know if you start walking down a path, has anybody like started going somewhere and not known where they were going to end up? Has anybody ever done that before? Probably not. I would guess that nobody has ever. Oh, you've done that before. Okay. What, when did that happen? Can you, like, ex describe the experience to me? So it was, like, four years ago, uh, first time being in my neighborhood for a while. Okay. Sure. You didn't know where you were going to end up. Did you, did you plan on, at the end of the day, maybe ending up at, back at your house? Nope. Nope. You were just, just going to go. Okay. So he's just. And picking me up. Oh, Okay. Okay so, okay, so that's an example of a time when somebody didn't know where they were going to end up. They just started going. Okay, cool. Generally, if we are going to go somewhere, we know where we're going. If we're going to start walking down a path or start uh, riding something or going anywhere, if we're going to head in a direction, we know where we're going to end up. And so uh, the, one of the things that we have to know with Jesus, if, if Jesus is leaning in a, in a direction, we have to know where we're going to end up. So our first question today is this, where is the finish line? So you all have note sheets. Yeah, you can, you can grab the note sheets here. I'll let you pass those out. Yeah, you got to take notes, man. 
It's just, like, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like early school. What? We we skipped it. All right, we already did it. We talked about leadership and uh, people who have led things and all that stuff. So people trying to influence them. And we're asking a question: Where could Jesus be leading me? So. All right. So, where is the finish line? Can somebody read for me? Uh, we're going to take this in small chunks. So could somebody read for me verses 1 and 2 of John chapter 14? Lydia, got it. Okay. Very good. Okay, so let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house are many rooms. So uh, where's Jesus' Father's house? Like, do we have, like, I want to hear, like, ideas that we have for what this might be. Maddie. Okay, heaven is, like, the obvious one that stands out, right? Any other ideas for, like, where Jesus' Father's house might be? Speculation, concepts, ideas. Okay, cool. So, all right. So that is, again, like that's, uh, that's heaven, like something that's even higher or further away than even outer spaces. Okay. Okay, that is like a really interesting idea. Okay, so, so heaven. No, it's not like, and don't take that as bad. It's a cool idea, right? So, um, so heaven is this uh, other place, some other place where God is um, that's not with us now. But, okay, so great, heaven, Father's house. Any other um, ideas? Think back to, um, in the Old Testament, where did people go to meet God? Where would God's house have been? That's exactly right. God's house would have been the temple. Okay, so like anytime that Jesus is talking about a house of God or the house of his father, in his head uh, are two things happening sort of at the same time. There's like the like the temple, the place where you go to meet with God, um, because that in every Jewish person's mind, they're thinking of the temple. So you could write that down when uh, when when it says my father's house, Jewish people will think of the temple. Jewish people will think of the temple. OK, so but there's there's a problem with this because this temple that he's talking about, there's there's also something else going on. And we've been talking about it already. Uh, Caleb and Maddie hit on it. Um, it is uh, heaven, a temple that is in heaven, some sort of big heavenly temple that apparently has what inside of it? On the screen. What? Many rooms. That's exactly right. Okay, so in my father's house are many rooms. So there is a big heavenly temple that apparently has many rooms inside of it. So uh, the first, so we're going to just go through and list characteristics of this finish line that Jesus is creating for us, this place that we're going. The first one is that it's a, a big heavenly house, apparently so big that it has many rooms. Uh, and... Uh, oh, don't don't do that one yet. Okay, so uh, somebody read verses three and four for us, Maddie. You got it. Okay. And if I go in 
to prepare a place for you. Um, I will come and and I will come again and will take you my, to myself. That's good. Where? Keep going. It's it's weird wording. You're doing fine. Yep. Good. All right. Good stuff. Okay. And uh, so um, it says, and if I go to prepare a place for you, if I go and prepare a place for you. Okay. So go and prepare a place for me. Jesus is going to go somewhere and prepare something. So, okay. So the second piece of this finish line that we need to see is that um this place that we're going, this place that Jesus is leading us to, it has been prepared by him. So has anybody ever, like, um, had a friend come over to stay at your house before? What? Have you ever had a friend come over to stay at your house? No. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, you have. Okay, so, like, what do you do to get ready for this friend who's coming over to stay at your house? Maybe. Okay, so you get stuff that they're going to like to eat, right? Because you don't just, you get some snacks, but are these snacks like snacks that you always have in your house? No, they're not. They're, these are special snacks for when your friends come over. Okay, good. And what did you say? You're, did you? Lays out beds. Okay, so you prepare a place for them to sleep because uh, they're not, like, you need to make sure that they're going to have something comfortable to sleep on, right, if they're going to come over to your house. Okay, so you really want to take care of that. So you get special snacks, prepare a nice place for them to sleep. Any other things that we might do when our friends are coming over? Caleb. Okay, so you get, like, you get awesome games to play, right? Yeah, just yeah. That's that's what you need to tell your parents. That'll be the convincing thing. Hey, we're gonna have friends come over, and this will be really, really good for them. So, uh, so okay. So yeah, good, Maddie. We clean the house. You clean the house. Yes, you have to make everything look nice for your friends. That's very important. Okay. Any other ideas? Things we do for our friends to come over. Things we might prepare. Okay, the idea is, right, that, like, we really care about our friends. We want our friends to have a good time when they come over to our house. And so we're going to get special snacks. We're going to get fun things to do. If that's a Nintendo Switch or not, it kind of depends. But, uh, but fun things for our friends to do. Uh, we want to spend time with our friends, right? So this place, Jesus, apparently is going to a place to prepare it for, it, like, for us like we would prepare something for our friends. So Jesus is going to prepare this place for us. And the other thing that we need to note about this is that it's specifically for me and you, for us. Like Jesus has selected us in his head. And, and when he goes and prepares this place for us, each and every one of us who trust in him, we are in his head as he is preparing this place. We are in his mind as he's getting this place ready for us. Okay, so... So, like, if you're getting your place ready for your friend, like, what do you think you're going to do? You're probably going to hang together, right? So, like, Jesus is preparing this place where we get to hang out with him, where we get to know him, where we get to be with him. Okay. So, so Thomas, after all of this, Thomas speaks up. He sees all of this, and he speaks up, and he says this. He says, Lord, we don't know 
where you're going. Uh, so I think Jesus has like been trying to explain this to him, but, uh, but Jesus is saying, I want you to be with me, and, uh, but I'm getting ready to leave. And nobody understands what that means when Jesus says, I'm getting ready to leave. And so Thomas says to him, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Now, uh, this is just interesting, but um, this is what Jesus says to him. He says, I am the way. And the truth and the life. Who? How many people know this verse? Awana verse. Yeah, we've heard it before. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So apparently this place that Jesus is preparing for us, it's a big heavenly house. He has prepared it specifically for us. It's a place where we get to hang out with Jesus. Apparently... It's a place that we get to hang out with the Father as well. He says, if you, uh, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you had known me, which they do know Jesus, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So Jesus is saying, if you're with me, it's kind of like you're with the Father. And if you're going to be where I am, that probably means that you're going to be with the Father. Okay, so could you just imagine for a second what it would be like? I, want, I really want to take this word chill. Let's focus with the word chill. Like, what, it, what, what would it be like to chill with God? We don't like typically think of God like that, right? As somebody that we just chill with, that we hang with. You know. But what would it be like? Any ideas? What sorts of things would you talk about? Right. Okay. So, like, okay. So, question, real quick, God. Why? How? Why is a cougar in Bartlett? Like, and how did it end up here? Because there are houses everywhere. Like, uh, what? What is a cougar doing in Bartlett? Like, and how did that happen? Could you just explain that story to me? So, if I'm going to chill with God, I might ask him a question like that. What else might I ask him? Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. Could you just briefly entertain us? Give us the explanation for how the cougar got there. It's because people are building more farms and they're having less places to go, so they're coming here. Oh. There you go. That makes sense. go to farms that have a lot of food and just destroy them to get their food. They want to eat the food? The farmers would hunt them. Yeah. Oh, it's good debate tactics, guys. This is going well. Uh, okay, so, all right. So we might, what other sorts of questions might we have for him? Or like, what sorts of things would you talk to God about? I think sometimes, so like, how, this is something that we'll definitely like get to do in heaven, right? And we can't fully understand it now. But, um, but this is something that we could even start to do right now. So like one of the things I just talked to God about is like, uh, how I'm feeling sometimes. So, like, I might have a day where, I, like, I'm a little more sad than I typically am. And I might just say, okay, God, like, I'm not in a great place today. I don't feel, I feel kind of sad today. I wish, like, I wish I didn't, but that's kind of where I'm at. And so I just want you to know that. And so uh, I have this opportunity just to share with God, like, how I feel and where I'm at and those sorts of things. Lydia, you had something. Oh, 
Right. Okay. So that's an interesting question. Okay, God. Like, I believe I know the answer, but uh, I think it happens to be six, about 6,000 years old. But, but if I were to ask you the question, God, could you just tell me, please, how old is the earth really? And then if you could confirm that I'm right, that would be really great too. Uh, but, but no, like that's like, we would ask these questions. There are all these things about this world that interest us, right? Things that we want to know. And God just happens to have all of these things inside of his head. And so it would just be cool to hang out with him and ask him these questions that we have. Okay. So like the thing that I'm trying to get inside your head is that, um, Jesus is preparing this place for us. This place that he's leading us to is this place where we get to be with God. And here's the really interesting thing. God actually wants it that way. Like God wants to be with us. Um, this is why Jesus is preparing this place for us, why he's going out of his way to make sure that this place has everything that we need because he actually wants to be with us. Um, I, I think sometimes that we can think, that because uh, we've done things we know we shouldn't do or um, because uh, there could be any host of reasons, but that, that we think we don't typically think of God as someone who wants to be with us, that we just could sort of get to go along for the ride, but that God doesn't actually want to be with us. But this, what Jesus is talking about here is that God actually wants to be with us. Okay, so... No, that didn't work. Here we go. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. Okay, so we're talking, Jesus is like, you get to be with God. You get the place where I'm going, you get to be with him. And Philip is like, no, that's too much. That's too much. I don't want to, like, that's too big of an idea for me. I don't, I don't need to be with God. He just says, could you just show me who God is? Show me the Father? That'll be enough. I don't need to be with him. I just, it's just going to be enough if you could show me the Father. And so Jesus, Jesus responds like this. He says, if I've been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip, he says, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. He's like, if everything you need to know about the Father can be observed in Jesus. And that's what Jesus tells Philip. Everything you need to know, everything you need to understand to see about the Father, you can see it in me. And so he says, how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? I know that's complicated. We can talk about it in just a second. Do you not believe that, I, or sorry, the words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. So apparently there's this relationship between Jesus and the Father where they are together. Wherever whatever they're doing, whatever they're wherever they're at, they are in some way together. And when Jesus speaks, he has the authority of the Father behind him. And the Father is actually the one doing works through Jesus. Jesus says, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on the account of the works themselves. The big idea is this. So we have the Father, we have Jesus, both are fully God, both are united together. The big idea is this, that Jesus leads me to everlasting life with God. So we talked about that place, that heavenly place that Jesus is taking to. Jesus leads me to everlasting life with God, and he actually wants it that way. 
the God who is, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit actually wants to be with us. He doesn't want to shun us or do away with us, but he actually wants to be with us. Now, you might ask the question, what about sin? Because he doesn't want to be with sin. And we hear about this in Sunday school in different places, right? God, doesn't, God can't be in the presence of sin. This, we hear things like this. Well, this is why Jesus went to the cross, to deal with sin, because God actually does want to be with us so much that he would even be willing to go to the cross to ensure that we could be with God. Okay, so that's, that's the finish line. The finish line is a place where we get to be with God forever, a God who actually wants to be with us and enjoy us and prepare a place for us, just like you would prepare a place for a friend who's coming over to your house. Okay, so the next question that we have, and we're going to race through these last couple of questions, but the, uh, the next question is this. How am I going to be able to stay on the path? Okay, I have a challenge for you. Wait, first, has anybody ever run into a task that you feel like you couldn't do? Have you ever done, like, have you ever had the responsibility to do something that you feel like you couldn't do? Maddie. Yes. It was hard. <laughs> and we had, to, we had the job of bringing the water buckets to the outdoor games. So, and I was trying to bring the cart to outdoor yep. games, but it was on grass. So we had to pick it up, put it down by the tent, and sit at the table, and then put it on there and set everything up. And then we legit had a container of water without a cabinet. That's very good. Okay, so Maddie ran into a task that she couldn't do, and what did she do? She? Very good, Lydia. Okay, she asked for help. Any other body, anybody else run into a task that they couldn't do? Yeah, go ahead, Jesse. My dad just did this painting at our church, and some of the wires were dirty, so I had to keep going back to fill them up, and we had somebody to Okay, so there's like just so much to do that it feels like there's no way I can do this all by myself. So I have to ask somebody else to help me out, right? So these are the things that we do when we run into things that we feel like we can't do. And this, this path that Jesus gives us to stay on is actually something that we don't have the ability to do on our own. So Jesus gives us two, really two important pieces that we have to look at for how we're going to be able to stay on the path. Um, and before we get to the first one, I need you all to do me a favor. I need you to count. That we're looking for three words, and I need you to count in our passage the total number of times that it says no, believe, or love in the passage. No, believe, or love. Uh, no, as in K-N-O-W, I understand, yeah. So K-N-O-W, no. I want you to look up those words. I think I have it up on the screen here. Yeah, count the total number of times, believe, no, understand. And if it says believes or knows, if it has an S at the end, that's okay too. Or an I-N-G, any version of these words, I want you to count the total number of times that they happen in this passage. I don't actually know what the number is, so like whatever you guys come up with is what it's going to be. John 14, no, the, the whole chapter, John 14, all of John 14. 
So know, believe, love, count the whole thing. Seventeen. Twenty-six total. Twenty-six. Twenty. So twenty-six total. Twenty-seven total. Okay. Twenty-seven total says no, believe, and love. There are thirty-one verses. So and these ideas. So I I want to talk to you about these words real quick. So no, believe, and love. All of these. Words are words that have to do with the position of our heart towards Jesus. So, um, so even when it says no, we can treat that kind of like a head thing. But um, when you say, "I know somebody," like um, I'm trying to think of somebody that I know, Pastor Michael. Um, I I can I don't just know about Pastor Michael, but I actually know Pastor Michael because we're friends, because we have a relationship with each other, because we talk to each other all the time, right? So I know Pastor Michael, but I cannot say I know George Clooney, even though I might know. Th- you you're like who is that? Shoot, uh, uh, I who who might I know? Who is like? There we go. No, no. Justin okay, Bieber. Justin Bieber. I, I know <laughs> things. Oh, I don't know that that's a real person. I don't think that's a real person. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, so let's say I can't actually say that I know Justin Bieber uh, because I don't. I might know some things about him. I read an article about him the other day, right? Like I, I know things about Justin Bieber, but I, don't, I can't actually say that I know him. And so this, has to, this knowing language, it has to do with a relationship that we have with the person. So believe, know, and love, they all have to do with the position of our heart towards the, the, the person that we're talking about. And in this case, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All the way through, it's about knowing, believing, and loving Jesus, the, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. And that's uh, so as we read this passage, the, the idea is that we need to believe in Jesus, know Jesus, love Jesus, believe in the Father, know the Father, love the Father, believe in the Holy Spirit, know the Holy Spirit, love the Holy Spirit, that these things are... Um, by having our hearts in a place where we actually want to be with God, uh, to know God, to love God, to believe in him, then uh, that's going to enable us to stay on the path. Okay, so that's the first piece of how we're going to be able to stay on the path. The second piece is this. Ask for help. It says in our passage that God is going to send a helper, the Holy Spirit, uh, to be with us, to give us power, to, uh, to one that will um, help us to stay on the path that he has given us. And so, um, so God himself sends a helper who is God, Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit comes and, and is with us. So this is the point. Uh, life with God, so being with God, it's not just at the finish line. 
um, because that's, that's the way we did it in the first point. We looked at it as that being the finish line, everlasting life with God. But, but life with God is actually the pathway there, the way that we get to the finish line, because it starts when the Holy Spirit lives in us. Okay, so side note real quick. This is one of the passages where we most clearly in all of the Bible understand the Trinity. And so if you hear people ever say the Trinity isn't in the Bible, it very, very clearly is in this passage. Because Jesus says that we are to know every member, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, um, that we know, believe, and love all of them. And those are all words that Jesus uses about the position that our heart should have towards God. Um, Okay, so that's uh, the Trinity is right there, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay, one more last piece. What does the path look like? I'm just going to list a few things real quick. Believers accomplish greater things than even Jesus did. Um, And this is true. I mean, if we look at, uh, like, the ministry of Billy Graham, millions of people have trusted in Jesus, have placed their faith in Jesus because of Billy Graham. Billy Graham had a greater influence on a higher number of people than Jesus ever did in the time that he was on earth, right? Now, Jesus ultimately has that influence because he was the one who walked. But the point is, Jesus keeps telling uh, his followers that you're going to accomplish greater things than even I have. So that's verse 12. Uh, Verse 13, the Father gives us everything we need to walk on this path. Verses 15 and 21 says this. This is what the path looks like. One thing, out of love, we obey Jesus. Verse 21 says this, we are loved by the Father. Verse 23 says, Father and Son, that they come to live with us by the Spirit. So uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's like, that's not, like, I'm not just going away, but when I send the Helper, the Holy Spirit, my, me and my Father will live with you. That's what he says. The Holy Spirit will teach us, verse 26. The same Spirit brings peace or shalom, that we can know what it is to have peace in our hearts. So, God shows his love to us in multiple ways. Out of this whole list, how do we show our love back to God. The whole list that we just went through. How do we show our love back to God? In the whole list. We obey Jesus. That's exactly right. Out of love we obey Jesus. So this is, that's, that's, um, that's what Jesus wants for us. That's what this path looks like, right? We have all of these things that God has given us, that God is preparing for us, that and God actually wants to be with us. All of these things, and the only thing that Jesus asks of us, out of love, out of a changed heart, would you obey me? Okay, so what? Jesus has a vision for where he wants to take us. He wants us to live in a joyous relationship with Father, Son, and Spirit right now. He wants to offer us a future heavenly relationship with Father, Son, and Spirit where we get to live 
in eternity with a God that actually wants to be with us. And then it starts and continues here that we believe, love, and know Jesus. Believe, love, and know the Father. Believe, love, and know the Holy Spirit. And this is what happens. As we do that, it produces obedience to Jesus in our lives. Okay. How do we know how desperately that Jesus wanted to make this happen? That we could actually be with God. We talked about this earlier, but that he actually went to the cross for us. So if we, if we started obeying perfectly right now, and we never trusted Jesus, do we still have sin that needs to be dealt with? Right. Okay, yes, we do. We still have sin that needs to be dealt with, even if we started obeying perfectly right here at this minute. But what happened was, so, so we couldn't just be with God at that point because we still had sin, right? But Jesus covered it once and for all by dying on the cross. And so now when God looks at us, he sees the righteousness of Jesus instead of our sin, and he actually wants to be with us. Okay, so that's the so what. I'm going to pray, and then you guys are going to go through some questions together. So, Heavenly Father, thank you um, for Jesus and the gift that he is. Thank you that we get to have a relationship with you, that we get to know what it is to have the Holy Spirit inside of us, that we get to know um, your presence on a continual basis. Lord, uh, I thank you for the truth that you actually want to be with us, that you went so far out of your way to be with us that you would even give the life of your son on a cross for us. Lord, this is amazing truth, and I just ask that you would help it to sink deeply into our hearts and help us learn how to obey out of love towards you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.